Ben and Jerry's. It's not just for people anymore. The story coming right up. Hey, hey, hey! I wanna wash my life away. Dance like I'm insane. Don't give a damn what they say. The Daily Detour. Hey, it's Dan Roberts. Welcome to The Daily Detour. Headlines, showbiz news, comedy, and alleged comedy on your schedule. Voice actor Bob Bergen on today's show. He's the voice of Porky Pig. And we'll start with some good news. If you think your dog deserves a little treat every now and then, so does Ben and Jerry's. The ice cream company is introducing a line of frozen dog treats. They've never done this before, never been in the pet food market, but they are now and they're doing it right with doggy desserts. Doggy desserts in four-ounce cups that go on sale in the U.S. later this month. Uh, Your pet can choose from two flavors, pumpkin with cookies. Not sure what their frame of reference is for that until they try the Ben & Jerry's version, but, you know, if they happen to love pumpkin and cookies, then they're set right out of the gate. Also, peanut butter with pretzels. And they're making these with the same ingredients they use for their uh, non-dairy human food. So I suppose... If you want to share a cup with your pooch, you could do that too. And by the way, why shouldn't your dog eat some Ben and Jerry's? You know, they get sad too. They eat their feelings. Why not have your dog curl up on the couch, watch a, a rom-com with a, with a little cup of Ben and Jerry's? Do it. No, they did not sponsor that story. At least they're not giving me any money for it. They're not sending me any free samples either. And I'm not picky. I would eat the doggy Ben and Jerry's. You don't need to send me the ice cream. I'm easy. I just love the idea of dogs uh, with their own little bucket of Ben and Jerry's. Hey, it's time for Headline News. More fit hitting the shan. And hopefully I I hit everything. There's so much stuff, so many moving pieces, so many new discoveries about what happened last week that it's... uh, well, it's kind of exhausting in a way, but there's just a lot out there. And then, you know, you got to verify the stuff, make sure it's coming from legitimate news sources. We'll start with the FBI, who are warning of plans for nationwide armed protests next week. One ad and hopefully not in every state capital. Uh, an internal FBI bulletin warned that the nationwide protests may start later this week. And I do know that when Twitter kicked uh, President Donald Trump off of their platform, which is weird to say out loud, Uh, When they did that, they listed a bunch of reasons, and one of their bullet points was that people were already planning to do something on the 17th. So that goes right along with what the FBI are saying, and they are also saying that the armed protests are planned right through President-elect Joe Biden's January 20th inauguration. For his part, when he was asked uh, if he was worried about being sworn in outdoors, Mr. Biden said, without hesitation, no. But amid this imminent threat of domestic terrorism, Homeland Security Chief Chad Wolf said, you know what, I think I'm going to sit this one out. So he's stepping down to catch up on some Netflix shows he's gotten behind on. Uh, DHS has come under legal scrutiny recently regarding Wolf's enforcement of Donald Trump's most extreme immigration crackdowns and whether he acted lawfully in doing so. Wolf has served as Homeland Security Chief since 2019, but was never confirmed President Trump nominated him, but withdrew that nomination last week, hours after Wolf condemned the violence on Capitol Hill and called on the president to do the same. So, hey, Chad, you've done a great job for the past couple of years. What did you say? What did you say? Mm, No, not, no, withdrawing my nomination now. Sorry, pal. And this is disturbing, but if you've been watching the news, you kind of saw it coming. Two U.S. Capitol police officers were suspended 
for appearing to join Wednesday's mob that stormed the Capitol. One took selfies with Trump supporters who had breached the building. Another seemed to be leading them around. Fifteen more officers are under investigation for their actions during last week's assault on the Capitol that resulted in the death of five people, including a Capitol police officer. Federal agents are also looking at whether former law enforcement officers played a role in the riot. The day before that mob stormed the U.S. Capitol, an arm of the Republican Attorneys General Association sent out robocalls urging supporters to come to D.C. to fight Congress over President Trump's lies about election fraud. According to the Washington Post, the message said, at 1 p.m. we will march to the Capitol building and call on Congress to stop the steal. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody was proud of her status on the group's board of directors, but has since scrubbed them from her website. Ooh, got to rethink that. Maybe that wasn't such a good idea. And this was the weirdest thing. I saw somebody uh, tweet out what appeared to be legitimately from the State Department website declaring that uh, Donald Trump's term ended in the 1900 hour, I think it was 1900 hours and 44 minutes or whatever, uh, last night. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that's really interesting, but I, do I just I don't believe it. So uh, against my better judgment, I followed the link. It did say .gov, but I still, I just wasn't buying it. It seemed too bizarre. Well, sure enough, both uh, Donald Trump and Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence, uh, both had pages on the State Department website saying that their uh, term was ending last night. And so I'm thinking, this is either for real, and they just accidentally published the information before, you know, before they wanted to, or it's a hacker who's having a little fun, shame on you. Or, and this is what Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is going with, uh, he thinks it's a disgruntled employee. A lot of people uh, leaving in the next couple of weeks and the interns and staffers who are scheduled to do so are being investigated first. Find out who put up that uh, erroneous, am I using that right? That erroneous information. My erroneous, that doesn't work. Meanwhile, former Secretary of State Colin Powell, a lifelong conservative, says he can no longer call himself a Republican following last week's deadly attack, which was incited by the Republican president, Donald Trump, and whose false claims have been parroted by congressional Republicans. Also distancing themselves from that group, Wall Street, AT&T, ConocoPhillips, Dow Incorporated, UPS, JPMorgan Chase, Marriott, Da, 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 down the list. Uh, the PGA pulled their golf tournament from one of his properties. And Walmart CEO Doug McMillan says, after the unconscionable and tragic events we witnessed, it could not be clearer that it is time for the nation and lawmakers to unite around President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Harris. New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick said Monday that he will not be accepting the Presidential Medal of Freedom that Donald Trump planned to present to him this Thursday. Belichick says he was flattered and proud to receive the award initially out of respect for what the honor represents and his admiration for previous recipients. But he says that after the tragic events of last week, he's decided to decline the honor. All of which makes me think I should stop calling his football team the Cheatriots. Maybe it was a lone rogue actor deflating those balls. Because that's a stand-up thing to do, what he's doing right there. That can't be easy to do. But he said he knows that he not just represents himself. You know, the Medal of Freedom Award would obviously be a nice kind of lifetime uh, accomplishment for any person to receive. But he says he knows that he represents the team, the city, and, you know, a good portion of the nation. 
And so he's he's not just thinking of himself. So who knows? Who knows, Bill? Maybe you'll get the award after all from the next administration for showing what character looks like. Uh, Yesterday, I told you that lawmakers sheltering from domestic terrorists at the Capitol building may have been exposed to COVID. And now we know that Democratic Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman of New Jersey has tested positive for the virus. She says she feels fine so far. Just kind of mild cold symptoms, you know, the sniffles and whatnot. President-elect Joe Biden received his second dose of the vaccine yesterday, so he'll start his term in good shape as far as that goes. And we are entering the second month now of the biggest vaccination drive in history. And they want to get it out to all of us uh, much quicker than they've been because it's been like at a turtle's pace. And so I guess they're opening football stadiums, major league ballparks, fairgrounds, convention centers, pretty much anywhere they can hold a large crowd, six feet apart with masks on, please, to inoculate a larger group of people, a more diverse group of people, senior citizens, teachers, bus drivers, police officers, firefighters, and they are doing this as the slow rollout to healthcare workers and nursing home residents continues. So basically, they're just doubling up. They're doubling their efforts. I think I know. I think I know two people. Do I know more than that? I know two people. I've, I know a healthcare worker. My wife's sister uh, got the shot, and then I found out uh, yesterday that my friend, that's a professor in Virginia, got the shot. Got his first shot. Both of them got their first shots. So happy for them. A little jealous. Where's my shot? You know, that kind of thing. And I'm seeing more and more people on the news each day uh, finding out the hard way that the virus is real and doesn't care if you believe in it or not. The total number of Americans with the virus surpassed 22 million over the weekend and more than 375,000 have died. And I don't know if you know this or maybe you forgot about it. You don't hear about the animals getting COVID very often, but it happens And now at least two gorillas at the San Diego Zoo tested positive for COVID-19. It's the first known case, cases, among great apes. And the gorillas are doing just about as well as that representative I told you about. Uh, Just uh, congestion and coughing. But they think that they'll get over it. And uh, my cats and your dogs can also get coronavirus. Three new studies published uh, this past fall suggested that there was actually a large number of cats and dogs who may have acquired coronavirus from their owners. So it can be passed from humans to animals and vice versa, which is kind of a frightening thought. Last month, the first known wild animal with COVID, a mink, was discovered in Utah. So, you know, the lesson is don't approach any animals that you don't know unless they're wearing a mask. And then ask them to please stay six feet away from you. Why are you still charging me, cougar? By the way, coming up after entertainment news today, the first part of my interview with voice actor Bob Bergen, the voice of Porky Pig. He's got some good stories to share. I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you're nostalgic at all like me, you'll really enjoy it. And I think it's safe for your kids to listen to as well. I don't remember Bob having a filthy mouth, but you can always preview it. That's the beauty of the podcast. You can always preview it first. And, you know, the the next button and the rewind button can help you navigate. Uh, I also put chapter titles on all my podcasts. So if you have the chapter function, you can really get what you want out of this here show, like the Bob Bergen interview, which we'll get to after we head to Hollyweird. Here's some good news. Hulu is launching a $2 monthly streaming plan for college students. They don't have any money, so this is very cool. They generally don't have any money. 
Uh, eligible students over the age of 18 can sign up for the deal and watch Hulu's entire library of movies and TV shows, including Letter Kenny. You better watch that. You'll be the unhippest college student on campus. Yeah, that's also how my wife and I watch Bones. We like Hulu. It's a good way to watch all the network stuff uh, You know, later if you want. It's kind of like your automatic DVR. But their original content, like Letterkenny, is uh, good as well. A lot of Bloomhouse horror movies made especially for Hulu. Anyway, you get all that for $2 a month. That's a 67% discount off the regular price. And it does come with ads, but what, what the hell do you kids want for $2 a month? Come on now. Lil Nas X has reason to celebrate. Old Town Road became the highest certified song in Recording Industry Association of America history. 14 times platinum in the U.S., Where's the cry for a recount on that? Because I find that hard to believe. I mean, it's catchy, but the highest certified song in history? What has happened to us? <laughs> that is like the Macarena or uh, I'm Too Sexy reaching that status. It just feels uh, wrong somehow, but I guess it's right. Feels so wrong that it is right. Finally, people's reigning sexiest man alive, Michael B. Jordan, has a new love in his life. I think they've been dating for a while. Probably even had paparazzi following them around, but it was nothing was official. They weren't admitting a damn thing. Sorry, mom and dad. Until now, Michael B. Jordan is dating Steve Harvey's daughter, Lori. And if they aren't a couple, Steve's going to want to know what Michael's tongue is doing jammed down Lori's throat on Instagram, because that's how we know. They posted some steamy pictures, kind of declaring their love for each other with public displays of affection on social media, which is an efficient use of PDA. You know, when I was still dating, you had to go door to door to announce your relationship status. And even then, you were just kind of all over each other and hoping people would notice. Hey, are you guys dating? Oh, yeah. Oh, did we not tell you? Anyway, on that note, let me introduce you to the voice of Porky Pig, the voice of Luke Skywalker in video games and other animation projects, the former host of Kid Jeopardy, Mr. Bob Bergen. Bob Bergen, good morning to you and, and uh, welcome. I'll just roll into it here. Let's do it. I grabbed some clips from your website, too, so I hope you don't mind. Oh, that's okay. I thought it might might help uh, illustrate things. But you are a three-time Emmy nominee. You've been the voice of Porky Pig for 30 years. It was easy math to do uh, <laughs> because it was 1990 when Tiny Toons debuted. So I think I got that right. You did indeed. I uh, also do Tweety, Tweety Bird occasionally. Yeah. Voice of Luke Skywalker in many video games and animated TV shows. Bucky the Squirrel in The Emperor's New Groove, which is an interesting one because they've used you a lot for that because there was a, there was a TV series as well. Right. Um, but he doesn't really say any words, does he? Or did he eventually evolve into... No, no, yeah. he never he never spoke English or used real words. He but he did emote in squirrel language. Yeah. So they needed you. They couldn't just say, "Oh, we had this stuff in the can from the movie. We'll just recycle it." They needed you every time he appeared. And and when I did the film, it was literally just a one day job where he was comic relief. And they tested the film, and it got really just great responses. So they went back and wrote more gags for him. <laughs> and that that one day at Disney turned into three years on a series. That's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, your resume also includes Robot Chicken. Yeah. Two and a yeah. Half Men, which is an interesting one. Well, As it Porky. Was, it, 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 it was the season finale, series finale where I guess the joke was that Charlie Sheen's character was really alive and living with 
a cross-dressing Porky Pig. It was a very bizarre episode. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh I... yeah, they had they had Porky in a bra and panties saying <laughs> that's all, folks. And and, and 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 of course I had to sign an NDA and I couldn't tell anybody I did it. But I thought I was actually being pranked when I went to Warner Brothers to record this, and they said, "No, no, but this is this is this is actually the the the, the series finale." I was like, "Well, I can't. Okay, fine." Did you see Porky or just hear him? Did I you saw see him. The, no, yeah. I saw him. I had to do him to picture. And yeah, he pops out of a out of a cave with bra and panties, and I say that's I had to, I had to match sync. That's all, folks. Was, it, was, it was bizarre. Was it a two D animation or three D or was it a guy in a suit? Like I don't no, even no, remember. No, no, it was it was it was it was CGI. So okay. it, was, it was it wasn't you know hand drawn, but. Uh, Okay. It, it was it was definitely an interesting Porky Pig gig. Yeah, well, I know which YouTube video I'm looking for after this interview. That is there so you go. Wild. Oh, it's there. It's got to be there. <laughs> uh, you're also uh, on the Garfield show quite frequently, and Sabrina the Animated Series. Yeah, that's not true. No. Yeah, you're looking at IMDb. IMDb is Stop. nothing but a whole bunch of lies. Which one is not true? Both of those? No, no, Sabrina's not true. Oh, that's too um, bad because I really wanted to ask you what a witch smeller I, was. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I, I've gotten more work from people who have seen that on my IMDb. For, for fans out there, IMDb is a fan base website. I would say about half of my career isn't on it, and a third of most people's career is is, is wrong information. So that's that. So it sounds like I shouldn't uh, pay for the pro version that they keep trying to get me to buy. I never have, no. Yeah. Uh, let's see if this is accurate. Uh, various right. odd characters, odd voices, maybe even creature sounds in blockbuster movies like Space Jam. I'm assuming you did Porky. Well, Space Jam was Porky, Tweety, yeah. Marvin the Martian. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Minions? Uh, yes. Wreck-It yep. Ralph? Yep. And I'm not going to name the other one because I have a little quiz uh, later, okay. which will be interesting because it's based off of IMDb information, so it, okay. may, it may be completely wrong. You know, speaking of Space Jam... Yeah. Can you talk at all about the upcoming Space Jam? Are you a part of that? Well, there is a sequel to Space Jam coming out. Yeah, with LeBron James, and he wanted like I hear kind of his idea. I don't know if it was his idea because they've been talking about doing a sequel to Space Jam since we did the first one. So I don't know if it was his idea, but I do know that uh, he is most definitely in it and involved. And is a Bob Bergen Porky Pig involved? I could not tell you. All right. I, th- I mean, I feel like it's safe to say, although this is a good, as a natural place as any to say that although you've done Porky, and I don't know if anybody else has done Porky in those 30 years. You- oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I've probably done him most more than anybody else. But, yeah, there have definitely been other people who've done the character. That- we, none of us who do classic characters have, a, have a, like a lifetime contract. Right. We just get hired job to job when they want us. Right, but you've you've done it. You've been the ma- the main voice. It seems like like you're the best known for doing it since Mel Mel Blanc uh, passed away, and it, it just seemed. And he like no one ever made him. Uh, I know you've talked about how you you will have to re audition to do a voice you've done for thirty years, which sounds yeah. crazy to those of us outside of of that world. Uh, and Mel Blanc uh, just. I don't think he ever encountered that problem, <laughs> being the, the creator of many of those voices and the caretaker of, of some others. Yeah, but see, what happened was the studio had no other options but him. And, yeah. you know, towards the end of his life, he'd gotten older, his voice had changed, and they didn't really have um, the infrastructure uh, to either look elsewhere or didn't even know how to, because how do you, how do, you do that to Mel Blanc? Right. So after he passed away, you know they hold, they held auditions, and every time there's a there's a new project, they hold auditions. And I was I was doing a show called the New Looney Tunes for uh, for Warner Brothers, 
At the same time, they were holding auditions for Looney Tunes cartoons on HBO Max, and I had to audition for that while I was doing a series. And, you know, fortunately I did book it, and we're still in production on it, but, you know, the bottom line is I don't own these characters, none of the actors do, and if, if you want to be in the game when they say you have to audition, you can, you can either say, no, I'm sorry, I've got 30 years worth of product, that's my audition, or you can check your ego at the door and play the game. Oh, 100%. That's so interesting. The new Looney Tunes cartoons, which uh, I should use the... It's it's just Looney Tunes cartoons, right? Because there is a new Looney Tunes show. It That's gets a very thing. confusing, Dan. <laughs> it gets so confusing. So, yes, HBO Max is airing Looney Tunes cartoons, which is the closest we've ever done to a classic Looney Tunes from the 40s. And then Looney, new Looney Tunes we did for about three years, and I think that's on Boomerang or Cartoon Network, I forget which, but it does get extremely confusing. Yeah, now is that, is New Looney Tunes, was that the sitcom style one? Or no, that was the Looney Tunes show, <laughs> which we did before New yeah. Looney Tunes. I thought like who's on first. I thought New Looney Tunes was pretty good as far as uh, capturing that, that spirit of the old stuff, but the drawings were, you know, the character models were way different. Um, and But the new ones on HBO Max are fantastic. Like, you could slip them... Uh, you could do a marathon and mix in the old with the new, and other than maybe the the quality of the uh, the mastering of the film of the old stuff, or what, like that might be the only way you could tell the difference. They're pretty close. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, the, the, the new Looney Tunes, it's interesting because what they did for new Looney Tunes was they went back to Porky Pig's original model sheet where he was really fat. Right. And for Looney Tunes cartoons... It's more of an homage to the Tex Avery, Bob Clampett, more wacky, zany Looney Tunes of right. the 40s. And you're absolutely right. Uh, the, the character designs are so close. And, the, and, and they use uh, actual live orchestras. You know, they, they score them. They don't, they're not using, um, you know, the synthesizer stuff. So, you know, the music is fantastic. And, and what I used to love about the classic Looney Tunes is that Carl Stalling, his, his music was as much a character as Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and Porky Pig. And these are definitely, um, I would say, uh, comparable to the classic Looney Tunes that you know we used to we we grew up with. I think they're fantastic, and you, you've been talking about them f for what feels like years. I don't know if that's even accurate, but it really does feel that way. And it's like, well, when are these things going to show up? And I wonder if they were holding out at some point because they knew, hey, we're going to launch this HBO Max, and we'd like to have them there. I gotta be honest, you know, we've been recording for about two years, we're still recording them, over 200 shorts that we're doing. I don't know if HBO Max was the platform when we started doing these, these recordings. I think that kind of happened during production. So once that deal was made, I, they just had to, you know, wait until the, 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 the platform launched. Yeah. And um, I think they're only, they've only got 10 of them up there right now, so we got a lot to air. That's yes, because you've how how many do you do you think? Uh, what's your guesstimate of how many you've done? Um, I don't know. I just know there are over two hundred, and and you know I'm doing other characters besides Porky. So I I mean yeah. I did I did three this week. I don't know. I don't know how many more we've got, and I don't know how many I've done. I haven't kept track. Yeah. Well, I know it takes time to animate them too, but I yeah I was like I was like I burned through the first eight or ten or whatever it is, you know, in a couple of days. So. <laughs> Yeah, I need yeah. more, Bob. I need more. Uh, me too. Tunes. They're very, they're very cool, and it works on more than like a nostalgic level. Some of them, I'm just happy to see the characters, and they're enjoyable. And some are laugh out loud, funny. And I suppose yeah. they're all laugh. It just depends what tickles your funny bone. 
but really, really enjoy those uh, shorts. And a lot has been made of uh, of Elmer Fudd early on when they debuted on HBO Max. People were uh, commenting on the fact that he didn't carry a gun, which I didn't even... It didn't even occur to me because I'm a cartoon geek, mm-hmm. and in my mind, Elmer's a hunter, and he's also had other jobs and hobbies, but people really glommed onto that, and I think the implication was that maybe these cartoons aren't as chaotic, uh, don't have the type of cartoon violence that the originals did, but I, I'm here to tell people that outside of Elmer not carrying a gun, there's still there's still plenty of people getting hit in the head. Well, and, uh, yeah, there's dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> there's cannons. Yeah. Um, I think he chases bugs with a with a with a sword at one point. I mean, yeah, uh, it's definitely uh, old-fashioned Looney Tunes slapstick comedy, and which is nothing but you know conflict and danger. Um, he yeah, he doesn't have a gun. Uh, fans went crazy over that, and I'm like, you know, if that, if that's your 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 uh, critique of it, fabulous. Yeah. Well, and I always point. So I point to there's a Yosemite Sam episode. With a bugs on a roller coaster, I think it's Yosemite Sam. Yeah, it's, it's been a couple months, um, which apparently is now the length of my memory, Bob. Oh my god! But anyway, uh, Yosemite Sam is chasing bugs onto a roller coaster. They're whipping around at whatever you know, 100 miles an hour or something, and Bugs kind of, uh, or one way or another, he slips to the back of the roller coaster car, and he's starting to lose his grip. And first, his skin starts to peel away from his yep. body and then it's all skin and bones and then you know it ends up just being dust and I'm like and the way it was animated that is one of the maybe the most violent things I've ever seen in a Looney Tunes cartoon in a way or gross or, or whatever you want to say but I mean that's that's an example that it's not really pulling any punches I agree I agree and you know if you watch uh, Curse of the Monkey Bird which is kind of like an homage to Indiana Jones and all of the uh, booby traps uh, that Porky encounters. There, no, that that's that is cartoon violence at its best. Yeah, yes, and there's a great bit with uh, oh my gosh, the one with Gossamer, where Bugs it's like it's like Gossamer, which is like the big red weird monster, all yeah. fur and tennis shoes. Right, and uh, the, he takes the clippers to him. Yeah, and it's like, well, I've never seen that exact gag with that character. So, it's, well, it's really that character stuff. was like a one-off. I think they might have done actually one or two of the original shorts, and it's, he's like Pete Puma. You know, so many people remember these little bitty. I did. I can't. I don't want to say who, but I got to do a one-off from a cartoon from the '40s of a character that people seem to remember, and I was thrilled that I got to book him. I can't say who it is because I want to wait for it to air. But um, you're seeing, we're seeing a lot of just incidental Looney Tunes that are popping up in these shorts that are just a delight for fans. Yeah, there are some that only appeared once. There are some characters that appeared a couple of times. I don't believe that some of those characters even had names at the time, but since through merchandise and everything, mm-hmm. they have been given names. Uh, or maybe it was names that the animators knew that the public didn't know. I don't know. But well, you, like, you have Mar- some of those. Marvin the Martian didn't have a name when they did him in the cartoons. Uh, actually, Chuck Jones, who created him in the script, called him Antwerp because <laughs> he modeled him after a black ant and oh. a bug. And, um, and it wasn't until merchandising in the 80s that they're like, we've got to name this character. So we got Porky Pig, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, something Martian. Something, we can't call him Mickey. That's been taken. Right. So they picked Marvin, and people think he was always Marvin the Martian, but he... But, 
And it's interesting, he's the only Looney Tune with a the in his name. It's not Porky the Pig or Bugs the Bunny, but it is Marvin the Martian. Right. Well, that is interesting. I just geeked out on everybody, I know. <laughs> That's okay. I would love to be able to guess right now which character you're talking about voicing, but the, the only thing that I've got rolling through my head right now is Mark Antony in that cat, which did appear in more than one cartoon, but but not like on the level of Sylvester, Daffy, Bugs, any of that. So right. there's, there's characters that like that that are beloved, and like Gossamer, um, mm-hmm. that really, for whatever reason, I mean, it's just like a good movie. They just stick in your head, even though you only had eight minutes, 11 minutes well, when these movies, when, when these shorts came out, they were theatrical releases. They were made for adults. They were right. played before adult movies, so they weren't made for kids. They didn't start broadcasting them on TV for kids until, well, television needed content, yeah. and they didn't know where to go. So they, we got these cartoons. We own them. Let's just broadcast those. And we would see them over and over and over again. We grew up with them. So that's why they're just so in our in our memory. Uh, but... Man, when these cartoons aired in the theaters, people saw them once, and that's all, folks. All right, there you have it. I think the show's a wrap. More with Bob Bergen tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. If you have suggestions for the show, things you want to hear more of, things you don't want to hear more of, (laughs) go ahead and shoot me an email, dailydetourpodcast at gmail.com. Either way, I'm here for you tomorrow. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts, music by Quickie, and I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment, and we'll chat with you next time. Hey!